The following program is sponsored by the Jelinski Advisory Group, which is solely responsible for its content. Josh Jelinski is the president of Wealth Quarterback, LLC, a registered investment advisory firm located in New Jersey. Registration is not an endorsement of the firm or its representatives by securities regulators, nor is it an indication that the advisor has attained a particular level of skill or ability. Investment advisory services may only be provided to clients in jurisdictions in which the firm and its representatives are appropriately registered or exempt from registration. You should not assume that any discussion or information contained in this broadcast serves as the receipt of or as a substitute for personalized investment advice from the advisor. Different types of investments involve varying degrees of risk, and there can be no assurance that the future performance of any specific investment, investment strategy, or product, or any non-investment related content made reference to directly or indirectly in this broadcast will be profitable. Equal any corresponding indicated historical performance level or levels be suitable for your portfolio or individual situation or prove successful. Past performance is not indicative of future results. Investment advisory services offered through Wealth Quarterback LLC. Tired of losing money in the stock market roller coaster? Frustrated with the government taxing you into oblivion? Worried about inflation? How do you prepare for so many financial uncertainties? Welcome to the show that will help you develop your game plan. The Financial Quarterback with Josh Jelinski. Josh is a noted financial advisor and president of the Jelinski Advisory Group. And he's here to answer your questions. Call into the show at 800-321-0710. 800-321-0710. Now let's kick off your financial future. Here's Josh Jelinski. Give us a call now. 800-321-0710 on this episode of the financial quarterback we're taking your calls it's a live open line edition of the program and as always you make this show what it is live local unscripted uncensored shockingly raw one of the few shows on the weekend that you could call the host and ask me any and every financial question you have. So chime in now, 800-321-0710. That's 800-321-0710. Get you on live with me, Josh Jelinski, the financial quarterback. And any question you have, no question is a dumb one, except the one that you do not ask. So you got a lot going on in the world of finance, but I always want to hear from you. Interesting thing about the world of creative destruction. So as you're looking for companies, now this is not a buy or sell recommendation on Netflix or what was Blockbuster. Very interesting story. This week or within the last week or so, the final Netflix customer got their DVDs in the mail. I didn't even know they did this still. So if you remember Netflix, uh, their biggest competitor was Blockbuster. And you would go to the store if you liked uh, the old rental movie night. And I mean, just think about that. I, I didn't even like movies. And that was just a thing to do on Friday night after work get a pizza, and you'd rent a movie. And we'd go to Blockbuster. And Blockbuster did these programs where you'd spend $20 a month, 
and you would get an unlimited number of movie rentals. Now, this was, I believe, I think we did this in 04, newly married, you know, 04, 05. But they started the mail order DVD business in about 1998. So the first customer received the first ever DVD. Financial quarterback question of the day, what was that DVD? So you would get a DVD like When Harry Met Sally. And you'd get your choice of three DVDs for $20 a month. And they would arrive in the mail. Now, I was never a Netflix customer. I was pretty loyal to Blockbuster the whole time. Maybe I'm a dinosaur. But I'd want to know if any of you listening, are you the, the same people that, I mean, there was a million people still receiving their DVDs by mail. I'm assuming it was people a little older who didn't know how to stream. So that's what my assumption is. Any of our listeners, did you receive DVDs in the mail to, until Blockbuster just announced they're getting rid of the program? And if that's you, you get to receive 10 free DVDs as a parting gift, but they're no longer uh, going to do it. It still brought in something like 150 million dollars of revenue. Now their company makes a whole lot more than that. But I was amazed that it actually was a business that generated profit, the mail order DVD business. My assumption it was done to uh, people who are a little older, maybe, you know, maybe people who don't know how to stream. Remember my father, I mean, my father's not that old. He, he, he would be, I don't know, 76 today. He passed away when he was 71, but uh, he didn't really, you know, he, he was not a techie. So I think he would have been the guy who still held on to the mail order DVDs. One of our dear listeners says, I'm perfectly suited for an outdated world. I think that's true with a lot of us, right? Like we like how things were. But it's amazing that 25 years ago, Netflix came out. And it upended Blockbuster, making an entire business model obsolete. So what is the financial tip about this? Look for companies that make things obsolete. Look for a company that is making something you love obsolete. That's what's critical. There's, there's something in capitalism called creative destruction. And a lot of people look at it and say, well, that makes capitalism bad. It's a concept associated by Austrian economist. It's most identified with Joseph Schumpeter. And he popularized this in which new innovations replace and make obsolete older innovations. Now, uh, then socialists took it another way. But generally, uh, Joseph Schumpeter developed this concept. And the idea is that things will grow obsolete. And then people will lose their jobs. And then sort of out with the old, in with the new. And... It is seen as a driving force in capitalism. 
So you can use that as a guide. Always realize that the future will be different than the past. There may be things that rhyme, like Amazon is similar to the old Sears catalog. But Amazon made Sears obsolete and Kmart. Walmart also did that. Walmart innovated. Kmart did not. There was a time where Kmart was bigger than Walmart. There was a time when Sears was bigger than Amazon. There will be a time when some other company might upend Netflix. Now, Netflix kept innovating, right? So they went from mail order movies to streaming movies. And that was a big change. So look for the innovators. Up next, we're going to Bruce, who wants to know about annuities. Go ahead, Bruce. You're on with Josh Chalinski. My question is, I have $200,000 I'd like to take out of the market and put into an annuity that I can uh, take, draw upon in 10 years. I was told I could get roughly $2,400 a month. I just have to say goodbye to my money for 10 years. I'm single, 58, and that's my question. And are there any tax implications? Well, note that we want to make sure you're not actually uh, saying goodbye to your money. There are annuities that have the ability for you to kind of claim a mulligan and surrender the contract. Now, you might have to pay a fee for that if it's before a 10-year schedule. That would be better than one where you just irrevocably assign the money to them for 10 years. So a surrender charge schedule can actually be your friend as opposed to just kissing the principal goodbye. So uh, second, uh, there are many types of income annuities. There are deferred income annuities. There are single premium immediate annuities. There are fixed indexed annuities. And there are variable annuities. Do you know which type this is or no? No, I do not. Uh, I got advice from my lawyer brother. That might be my first mistake. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not that an annuity is bad. I mean, I want to, you know, Jane Bryan Quinn uh, often uh, besmirched annuities, and then she wrote up a book and called annuities the Rodney Danger Field of the financial planning world, and then she gave the much beleaguered annuity hugs. So there's a lot of good about annuities. Uh, Tom Hegna is a great writer on annuities. There are so many, there's so much to learn though. So the first, I'm going to give you a couple of tips, right? Tip number one, what is the type of annuity? Is it fixed? Is it indexed? Is it variable? What is the term? It's the answer is found in the T's. The type and the term. Term is how long must you be committed for? 10 years, five years, or maybe like you said, maybe it's for life in an exchange for an income. So you have to realize that the only person who will take care of your older self is your younger self. So you got to get educated. So we have a whole annuity educational hour, 888-988-JOSH, 
If you request it, uh, you'll get me or one of our teammates. We have CFAs, CFPs, CPAs who will review the annuity that you're looking into for free and give you an opinion. But I would not, you know, badmouth uh, annuities. It just depends on the type and the term. It's like saying all cars are good or all cars are bad. That's why that guy, when he would do those commercials, I'd rather die and go to hell than buy an annuity. What was his name? Uh, whatever his name is. You know, he, there was a problem. I'm not going to give the guy publicity now that I remember his name. But the guy was very misguided. And he called himself a fiduciary. And I remember I asked Tom Egna about the question. He said he was a fake fiduciary. There are many different articles from an investment perspective that says uh, there's one white paper by the American College of Financial Services. That's where, you know, financial planners often go for their degrees. Uh, there's an article called How Annuities Can Increase Happiness in Retirement. And it says a stable income is often the difference between living well and living in a state of perpetual worry. And this truth doesn't change just because someone retires. Meaning there's a psychological benefit of an annuity similar to how you would receive a paycheck. Now, there are negatives of annuities. What are the fees? What is the terms? Like I said, what is the type? What is the term? What are the fees? You know, what are the surrender charges? What are the benefits? Barron's article by Karen Hube, which talks about Annuities can protect against investment losses or guaranteed lifetime income, like a traditional pension and investments within them grow tax deferred, like assets in an individual retirement account or 401k. They can also offer considerably more income than would be generated by treasuries or CDs and the returns can even be linked to stock market indexes as a, and this is my ad, as a potential uh, tool against inflation. This is from Barron's Karen Hube, July 26, 21 article for Barron's. Wall Street Journal said this, November 19, 2021, pound annuities provide more in annual income from $1 million than either a 4% withdrawal strategy or a 3.3%. BlackRock did an article called Income Reimagined. Many guaranteed income products, they write, can ensure that the stream of income from a given amount of savings will not run out or be diminished by stock market returns. Kiplinger. So here's the thing. All of a sudden, Annuities, which were looked at as kind of like, blah, you know, or gross, are now looked at as like, hmm, there could be a benefit there. Research shows that annuities provide both psychic and financial benefits. And by psychic, they mean psychological. You don't have the fear of running out of money. Retired annuity owners feel more confident they'll be able to afford their preferred retirement lifestyles even if they live to age 90 or older than retirees who do not own an annuity, according to a LIMRA Secure Retirement Institute study. 
This is from Kiplinger's Ken Nuss, December 2020. Now, note, a lot of these articles are written in the last few years. So you might have you might be older and remember where you know other people didn't like annuities, and that was because I remember the Dolans used to recommend the Ginny May Fund instead of an annuity, and that was a good alternative. Like twenty years ago, to an annuity, did much the same thing. But then for years, that Ginny May Fund didn't generate that income. So there, there are times when times change and what was kind of passe becomes in vogue, like bell bottoms. You know, they were out, then they were in, then they're, now they're in again, or, you know, whatever the style is of the day. You get my point. Next up, we have Gordon. Go ahead. Uh, yes, Josh. Good morning. Um, to continue our discussion, uh, the uh, discussion here, um, at the present time, are the interest rates on fixed annuities rising uh, in some sort of correlation to the uh, interest rates on the 10-year treasury, which is also rising at the present time. It's interesting. Some annuity companies are actually slowing their rate hikes because I believe they think next year rates are going to drop again. But some keep rising fixed rates. Some are slowing them. I mean, I've seen really the best caps and fixed interest rates that I can remember in the last 15 years or so. So that if you bought an annuity any time within the last 10 or 15 years, now would be a perfect time to get a second opinion on that annuity so you could potentially get a better rate. So give us a call. 800-321-0710 if you have a financial question. Or call me now, 888-988-JOSH, if you want the free annuity review. Or a lot of you have CDs coming due. So give us a call, 888-988-JOSH. Any other questions? Uh, I was just thinking, once a person reaches a certain um, age, would it be possible to get, if to use annuities to get an income um, similar to that which w- one could get in the stock market? Uh, oh, well, you could get a better income. I mean, you know, when you get income off dividends, and I love dividends, so if you, for whatever reason, don't like annuities and you prefer just living off of dividends. We have some fantastic strategies whereby you can get dividends to produce a retirement income stream. Still, uh, you're not going to get the same amount of income on a stock unless you buy a stock with considerable risk. Okay. So, for example, Um, you know, if we talk about your favorite, I don't know, whatever stock, let's say you like Apple stock and we're not recommending you buy or sell Apple, but Apple has a 0.56% dividend. So if you put a hundred grand in Apple, you might make $560 in dividends. 
put a hundred grand in an annuity, you might get $560 a month in dividends, depending on your age and type of annuity you take out. So there's really no contest when it comes to income. Now, there's no contest when it comes to growth. Typically, you're going to get greater growth if you can just buy stocks and hold on to them for 10 or 20 years. But they're different vehicles. And then within, you know, stocks, people change, right? Um, Markets change. So what other questions do you have? Oh, that's it for today, Josh. Uh, You've been most informative as usual. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure. We're going to take your calls at 800-321-0710. We're live. Breakfast with Josh Jelinski, the financial quarterback. If you have questions, now is the time to chime. Give me a ring. 800-321-0710. If you need us, give us a call now. 800 800- Three two one zero seven ten. That number again, eight hundred three two one zero seven ten. Get you on with me. We get to you get to ask me any and every financial education question you have. Could be on stocks, bond, indexes, trusts, net unrealized depreciation. So there, there are so many different topics that we would love to talk to you about. But as always, you dictate the show. I'm going to give you 10 popular confusions within the IRA world. This courtesy from an article, irahelp.com, Andy Ives, the Ed Slot team put together a list Popular confusions. So these are the 10 most popular things that people are confused about. And we're going to give you the most popular confusion if you hang on. Number one, QCDs. You can do a qualified charitable distribution more than the RMD for that year, but you can't take a distribution and then retroactively deem it to be a QCD. Also, if you already took your RMD, you can still do a QCD. It's just an additional distribution over and above what you already took. Number nine, participation in multiple work plans. Like, let's say you do a 401k. Can you also do a simple IRA or a SEP? Yes. You can max out multiple work plans if you work at different companies, but you are bound by the annual elective deferral limits aggregated across all plans. Number eight, phase out rules for IRA deductibility. Is your IRA deductible? Good question. A lot of people have that one. Even if you make a $1 million salary, you can still potentially deduct an IRA contribution. It depends if you are covered by a work plan or not. Although if you make over a million, 
should try to create some type of business so you can take advantage of Roth 401k or or trad 401k. Number seven, rolling a Roth 401k into a Roth IRA. So many variables. How old are you? How long have you had the Roth 401k? Do you have a Roth IRA? When was that Roth IRA started? Number six, inherited Roth IRAs. Do annual RMDs apply or not? An eligible designated beneficiary, according to the new laws, can take stretch RMD payments from an inherited Roth IRA. However, a non-eligible designated beneficiary, like a child of a Roth IRA, will not have RMDs within the 10-year rule. You just have to spend the money within the 10 years. So are you consider rolling a Roth 401k into a Roth IRA? There are so many variables. Call us now, 888-988-JOSH. I'd love to help you with all these. Next up, we'll talk about the five more confusing topics within IRAs. 888-988-JOSH. 888-988-JOSH. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast. Head over to Spotify or podcasts on Apple, wherever you get your your uh, podcast for and search for the financial quarterback. We're we're leaving more bite-sized chunks. We're having a nice schedule. We're uh, cleaning up the audio bit. It's it's a much more user-friendly listening experience. So go to Spotify, go to Apple Podcasts, and hit the subscribe button today. 888-988-JOSH gets you my free book. If you schedule and keep your no-obligation review, we'll talk to you after these messages. Maybe it seems like prices can't get much higher or that the stock market is headed for bear territory. Or maybe you're worried about another great recession. Josh Jelinski, the financial quarterback, can help you protect your family's financial future in times like these. Tune in this weekend to The Financial Quarterback to hear how Josh and his team can help you decrease your tax liability and lower your risk. Call 888-988-5674 to take advantage of Josh's 27-point plan to achieve financial health. And when you call, you'll receive a free copy of Josh's book, Retirement Reality Check. Tune in every weekend to The Financial Quarterback and call 888-988-5674 to receive your free copy of Retirement Reality Check. Next up, we're going to Steve. You're on with Josh Jelinski, the financial quarterback. Go ahead, Steve. Morning, Josh. Uh, I was looking for um, an insurance-type policy with a long-term care rider in case if you uh, need somebody in the house or whatever. Somebody told me from Fidelity, because I have an account with them, with an annuity and a couple of other accounts, that I might not qualify because at one time I was on Social Security Disability. Is that true? No, I would never. Here's the thing. If you're looking at any of these medically qualified options, had a lot of interest last week. We talked about how to Medicaid protect your money, how to protect your money from a nursing home, et cetera. And there are three basic ways, you, four basic ways. Trusts, life insurance with a long-term care rider, long-term care Uh, friendly annuities, and then traditional long-term care policies. Never talk yourself out of the physical. We will give you, uh, you know, through insurance companies that we work with, they will pay 
for you to get medically assessed by their underwriters. So here's the thing, you have nothing to lose except time. You know, like, it, you know, if it's a waste of your time, if they say, hey, we don't want you, but don't listen to anybody. I don't care where they work for. Uh, we, we do a lot of business with Fidelity. If, for example, if you have a Fidelity account, you can name us as a f- advisor that works with Fidelity. So there's a lot of fun stuff we can do to help you. But um, I would not talk yourself out of just looking into the options. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. But definitely they're going to do a physical on me because I have an arthritic hip. Give it arthritis? Okay, here's the thing. There are ones where you have to take a physical, and there are ones where you don't have to take a a physical that are non-medically underwritten. So there are ones that you, they don't even look at your health and they could double if, uh, meaning the income you receive. So let's say you put 200 grand in one of these long-term care friendly, non-underwritten policies. It can, and let's say the income is a thousand dollars a month. If you go into a nursing home or you need in-home care, some of these policies will double the amount of income you receive regardless of your health. Does it make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. But one more question. Suppose they're rated like, say, AAA, and then you put the money into it, and then, say, a year or two years down the road, they're not rated that way. What would happen uh, with the money that's invested? Nothing. Most insurance companies are not AAA. They're a good one's A+. You know, and if, you mean if they get downgraded, okay, from A plus or A plus plus to A or A minus, nothing. And that doesn't change anything if they get downgraded. Uh, could I uh, I mean, th- there is a higher likelihood of them having risk. You, you know, you don't want the company to go under, but but the company generally doesn't go under at an A or A minus. Or it's, it's when they typically get downgraded from B plus to one of the lesser ones that you're like, well, I got to pull my money out of there, you know, but even a B plus, and we don't really do those, uh, but you could get good ones that are a, a plus, a plus plus. Um, you could check the ratings agencies, things like that. If you wanted a, a company with the highest financial integrity, you know, you would go like a plus or a plus plus depending on which rating agency. But again, that doesn't, if you have an A-rated company, it doesn't mean they're going under at all. All right, so should I call back tomorrow morning? Oh, yeah, we'll give our office a call, 888-988-JOSH. You could schedule a meeting. Uh, Give them your name and telephone number, and we'll get back to you Monday, okay? Okay. To schedule something. Great to meet you, Steve. uh, Give us a call at our office, 888-988-JOSH. But a lot of people think, oh, I have to take a physical. You don't have to take a physical. Now, I would recommend everybody take one because it's free from the insurance company. And you can see maybe you maybe can get a better policy than you even thought. But, yeah, I mean, with an arthritic hip, they, they may not give you a traditional long-term care policy, but they, they would give you one of these non-underwriting products for sure. Okay, next, uh, five popular IRA confusing things, confusing things. Number five, the pro rata rule or the backdoor 
Roth. Holy cow, does this confuse people. You cannot cherry pick just the after-tax dollars in your IRA and only convert those. The IRS looks at all of your IRAs, SEP symbols, as one big bucket of money. The ratio of after-tax versus pre-tax determines the taxability of the conversion. And you are not paying double tax. The not more than 10 years younger eligible designated beneficiary category created by Secure Act 2.0. So this confuses people. Anyone in the world who is not more than 10 years younger from you, from you qualifies as an EDB on your IRA. So if your sister is two years younger than you, you could leave your IRA to your sister and they could get the stretch. But you could leave it to uh, a anybody uh, who is not more than 10 years younger than you. It does not need to be a familial relationship for them to get the stretch. Number three, Roth IRA distribution ordering rules. Contributions come out first, converted dollars second, earnings last. End of story. There is no LIFO, FIFO, or FIFIFO, FUM when you get money out of a Roth. Another confusing thing is when to name a trust or an estate or a person as an IRA beneficiary. Where do you begin? The trust or estate is the IRA beneficiary. You do not get to automatically set up inherited IRAs for the trust or estate beneficiaries, although some custodians may allow it based on previous private letter rulings. And I'm even afraid to mention the possibility of the ghost rule payout. And the number one most popular confusion, the Roth five-year clock. We could host a whole webinar on this topic alone. There are two Roth IRA five-year clocks to consider, and the nuances of different payout situations are indeed infinite. So basically, the five-year clock is when you have a Roth IRA, you can take out earnings tax-free after five years. And a lot of people don't really understand how that, how that law works and, or rule works. So folks, it's even worse now because Congress and the government, they're coming for your IRA. They're coming for your money. And, you know, not, not necessarily a conspiratorial thing. Many of you have what is known as a 401k or IRA. So Congress is coming for your money. A devastating new law has just been enacted with serious consequences for anyone holding an IRA, pension, or 401k. Fortunately, there are still steps you can take, like calling us at 888-988-JOSH and get my free book, The Retirement Reality Check. Call me now, 888-988-JOSH. I'll give you the free book when you call us for the free retirement reality check, 888-988-JOSH. 
888-988-JOSH. 888-988-JOSH. So what about net unrealized appreciation? This is a big question in the world of finance today. And according to Sarah Brenner, JD of IRAHelp.com, the question is, if someone does a rollover of company stock to an IRA, can he or she undo that rollover and then do an NUA transaction? So net unrealized appreciation can be a good option when there is highly appreciated employer stock held in an employer plan. So say your company at work, the stock can be distributed in kind and any appreciation can be taxed at long-term cap gains rates, which is sometimes more favorable than income tax. Sometimes, sometimes I've seen it where, you know, it's better to just take the 401k distribution. Among other requirements, you must have a distribution of the stock in kind from the plan to you cannot be rolled over into an IRA. Unfortunately, an IRA rollover is indeed irrevocable. So if this has already happened, there is no way to reverse the transaction and use the NUA strategy. A lot of companies too, they don't willingly send you to this department. Like if you're doing a rollover at Fidelity and you have company stock, you have to ask for the NUA specialist. Next question. Are you able to have a testamentary trust or a trust under a will and still have it qualified as a see-through trust, which would allow you to do the old 10-year rule for the SECURE Act? The testamentary trust outlined in the will does appear to meet the see-through trust requirements. Yes, a testamentary trust can qualify as a see-through trust, which would allow the use of the 10-year rule for distributions to an inherited IRA. To be a see-through trust, the following requirements must be met. Number one, the trust must be valid under state law or would be, but for the fact that there is no corpus. The trust must be irrevocable or becomes irrevocable upon the death of the owner. Next, the beneficiaries of the trust who are beneficiaries with respect to the trust's interest in the retirement plan must be identifiable. And then the trustee of the trust must provide a copy of the trust or a list of trust beneficiaries and their entitlements to the plan trustee, custodian, or administrator no later than October 31 of the year following the year of the account owner's death. Now that's you know, a little nuance there that here's the point. If you have an IRA or trust and you're trying to leave it to the next generation, nieces, nephews, kids, grandkids, don't want to go it alone. You don't want to just put in names. You want to get a second opinion. Make sure you're doing it the right way. Call us now, 888-988-JOSH, 888-988-JOSH. You can get the free book the Retirement Reality Check. And also we have room for one more question at 800-321-0710. So how do you make the most of your estate plan? Well, 
Should heirs get an equal share of the estate? This first topic is tricky and sometimes highly charged. This from an article by Bob Carlson called The Foundations of a Great Estate Plan. Parents have several different reasons for considering leaving unequal shares of their estates to kids. Some parents are tempted to leave a child less money because they believe he or she will waste it. A better approach in that case might be to leave a trust with restrictions or with discretion by a trustee. There should also be a contingent beneficiary in case the money is not distributed to the initial heir. Death happens. When children have unequal financial success in life, parents are also tempted to factor this into their inheritance. Unfortunately, a financially successful child is likely to consider the inheritance to be a measure of your affection or, or will believe he or she is being punished for success if less affluent children receive greater inheritances. I've seen that. Equal inheritances can also be a problem when a family business or other asset is involved. Many advisors believe children who aren't involved in the business properly shouldn't have voting ownership in it, or at least not equal to that of the child running the business. Regardless of how you structure things, there almost always is going to be tension between siblings who jointly inherit a business or similar property. A good solution might be to leave the business only to kids who will be active in it and use life insurance to equalize the inheritances or leave an IRA to equalize the inheritance. Don't forget to count lifetime gifts and assistance when dividing up your estate if you want to be equal. RetireNow.info, where you can get ready to apply risk management strategies customized for you and your retirement plan. All you do is call us at 888-988-JOSH and say retire now and you'll get the four-part strategy session or you'll get a free copy of my book, The Retirement Reality Check. Number two, the Maximize My Social Security Consultation. Number three, the 27-point Ultimate Financial Game Plan. Number four, the On-Point Risk Analyzer. So, the on-point risk analyzer is pretty cool. You get to score your investment portfolio from a standpoint of risk fees and taxation. So head on over to retirenow.info. Now we're talking about foundations of a great estate plan. One child might have received substantial assistance over the years that the other children didn't. If you really want things to be equal, these lifetime gifts should be subtracted from inheritances. An alternative to equal inheritances is a reserve trust. Have about 80% of the estate distributed equally among the heirs. The other 20% is placed in a trust where it can be tapped for emergencies by any of the heirs at the trustee's discretion. This can create its own set of problems or it can provide valuable assistance to the least financially successful heirs or those who encounter unexpected problems. So that is a great way, like if you're, if, if you're worried about a kid a little bit more, but you don't want to appear to be favoring one over the other, it's a great solution. 
There's also something called a pot trust that does something similar as well. What about long-term estate planning? It is fairly common these days for families to have second spouses, stepchildren, and other scenarios. Additional complications might arise after your death. For example, if your spouse remarries. Without careful planning for these situations, the final destination of your wealth may be in doubt. Ideally, you leave wealth to the beneficiary of your choice, usually your spouse. You also agree how that wealth will be bequeathed in your will. Unfortunately, things can change after your death. Wealth could end up in the hands of a second spouse or beneficiaries of the second spouse's kids, not your kids from the first marriage. There are a number of ways to deal with these situations, but the key is to decide what you want to do. Implement a plan that will achieve the goals and then communicate it to everyone involved. It's not just about leaving money. You might have valuable or sentimental assets other than money and investments, including papers, photos, collections, or art you created. These items might even have value outside of the family, such as to a library or museum. Unfortunately, it could be that no one knows these items as well as you do. Do what you can to get the items cataloged, organized, and described now. Ask around both in and out, out of the family to see if anyone has an interest in items after you. You don't want people, you know, getting in a fight over your beloved milk jug collection. Then decide who will be the caretaker. Don't leave the items disorganized or the thought that somebody might become interested someday. You might consider leaving part of your estate to a charity or other outside organization because you are generally interested in the cause and perhaps don't want to spoil your heirs too much. A quiet trend is that a growing number of people serve as a primary parents for their grandkids. Simply have to get them involved early doing productive things and keep them at it. Involve your kids in managing assets, running the business, or doing other productive activities. And call us, 888-988-JOSH, 888-988-JOSH for the free book. Head over to retirenow.info, retirenow.info, retirenow.info. The preceding program was sponsored by the Jelinski Advisory Group. Any awards, rankings, or recognition by unaffiliated third parties or publications, including Five Star Wealth Manager, Advisory of the Year finalist by Senior Market Advisor, and Top of the Million Dollar Roundtable, are in no way indicative of the advisor's future performance or any individual client's investment success. No award, ranking, or recognition should be construed as a current or past endorsement of Josh Jelinski or Wealth Quarterback LL. Information regarding specific awards, rankings, or recognitions is available on the Wealth Quarterback website at jelinski.org. All investment strategies have the potential for profit or loss. Investment strategies such as asset allocation, diversification, or rebalancing do not assure or guarantee better performance and cannot eliminate the risk of investment losses. There are no guarantees that a portfolio employing these or any other strategy will outperform a portfolio that does not engage in such strategies. This broadcast should not be construed by any client or prospective client as a solicitation to affect or attempt to affect transactions and securities or the rendering of personalized investment advice due to various factors including
including changing market conditions. The information discussed in this broadcast may no longer be reflective of current positions or recommendations. While information presented is believed to be factual and up-to-date, Josh Jelinski and Wealth Quarterback do not guarantee its accuracy, and it should not be regarded as a complete analysis of the subjects discussed. The tax and estate planning information discussed is general in nature, is provided for informational purposes only, and should not be construed as legal or tax advice. Listeners should consult an attorney or tax professional regarding their specific legal or tax situation. Investment advisory services offered through Wealth Quarterback, LLC.